0: Let's get started. I'm Joe. And I'm Brian. And we are Where is the Rulebook? We're going to bring you a weekly
1: board game walkthrough for your lunch break or daily commute. This season one of Where is the Rulebook? We'll be focusing on games to get you started in the world of board gaming or just any staple for a game night. We will be walking you through the rulebooks of some of the most loved board games known by all. In today's episode,
0: we introduce a new game. We'll give you some general information about it. Then we'll talk about how you win, what it takes to set it up, actions each player can take per turn, and what causes the game to come to an end. We have laid out a few examples that you will see when playing the game, and we're going to play those through with you. Then we'll get a little more personal, talk about our strategies, our opinions of the game, and if we recommend you guys picking this game up. For today's game, each player is leading a civilization and we will be constructing buildings and wonders. Let's open up the rulebook on Seven Wonders Duels. It will use some of the mechanics from its older brother game from Seven Wonders, but it offers a new challenge and is adopted to a one-on-one play.
1: On the box, this game takes roughly 30 minutes to play. And two players can play it, and guess what? Board Game Geek says it's best with two. This game can be classified as a card drafting, set collection, and a tug-of-war style of game now where is the rulebook like always let's open up the box first and you're going to find a game board
0: you're going to find separate decks for each age and some guild cards 12 wonder cards a bunch of progress tokens a conflict pawn and some military tokens coins of varying values and of
1: course a rule book along with a score book and a help sheet now that everything's out of the box let's set up the board first You're going to place the board in the center of the table. You're going to place the conflict pawn on the neutral space, which is right in the middle. The four military tokens are placed face up on their spaces. And you're going to shuffle the progress tokens and place five of them randomly face up on the board in the top circles. Return the unused ones back to the box. And then each player will take seven coins from the bank.
0: Now let's move to set up the wonder section. Uh, You choose a first player, you're going to randomly choose who's going first. However, then you're going to shuffle those 12 wonder tiles that you get and place four of them face up between the two players. The first player chooses one of those wonders. The second player gets to choose two. The first player then again chooses the last one that's remaining. Then you do this all over again. However, whoever was second goes first. So each player will end up with four wonders each. And once you have them, you place them on your side of that middle game board with that conflict pawn.
1: And now that we have our wonders, let's talk about each age and the setup for it. First, you're gonna sort the remaining cards into piles by age. There's one, two, three, and then the G for guild cards. Randomly return three cards from each age back to the box. Then take three guild cards and put it in the age three deck only. At the beginning of each age, you're going to shuffle the corresponding deck, then display 20 cards according to the structure of the current age. You're going to want to see the game guide for this part. It's very specific how the cards are laid out. And be careful because some cards are displayed face up. In the picture, you'll see white cards, which are face down cards and the colored ones, which are face up. And each turn, you can do a lot of the same stuff. So on your turn,
0: you're going to choose an accessible card and being an accessible card just means that there's no cards that are partially covering that card. And then you can do th- one of three things with that card. You can either construct the building, you can discard that card to obtain coins, or you can construct a wonder. And after you've played or discarded your card that you've picked, you then will reveal any cards that have been hidden by the card that is now accessible.
1: So let's talk about the card that you just drew. On your turn, you can do a number of things with those cards and we'll be with constructing a building. To construct a building, you pay the cost of the building and place it in front of you. This building now belongs in your city. And as the game progresses, you're going to sort your buildings by color in order to help you organize it. You will find the cost of the building on the left side of the card just below the colored banner and some cards will have no cost and if you don't want to build that building that you
0: just drew you can also just discard it to obtain coins you will discard the card that you just drew you get two coins for that card and then you get one extra coin per yellow card in your city and you get this from the bank once you discard the card it is played face down next to the board and players can look through that at any point during the game
1: next you're able to construct a wonder you pay the cost of the wonder you do not pay the cost of the age card added. and You place replace your age card face down, partially covered by the wonder card which is being constructed. The used card has no effect. It is simply used to show that that wonder has been built.
0: And in the beginning of the game, we did pick eight wonders. However, we we're playing seven wonders, which means only seven wonders can ever be built throughout this game. And as soon as the seventh wonder is built between the two players, the eighth wonder is returned to the box. Eventually, we're gonna have to be coming to an end of age. At the end of the age, all 20 cards from the structure in the middle have been played or discarded or used to play with Wonders. We're then gonna prepare for the next age structure.
1: And the player with the weakest military will actually choose which player begins the next age. A player has a weaker military if the conflict pawn is on their side of the board. In a situation where the pawn is in the middle of the board, the player who begins the next age is the last active player, meaning whoever played the last card. I think
0: it's really cool that it tells you that you get to choose because you're going to see that pyramid in the middle or the diamond in the middle. And you can kind of decide like, I don't really want either of those cards. So I'm going to let you go
1: first and maybe open up something for me. And the game ends immediately in the case of a military supremacy, a scientific supremacy, or at the end of age three. And if end of age three happens and no one has a military
0: or a science victory, then it's called a civilian victory. And the player with the most victory points wins the game. And to determine this, you have to add up quite a few things. Your military victory points are either 0, 2, 5, or 10, depending on where your pawn is on that board. Your victory points from all the buildings that you have built. Your victory points from the wonders and the progress cards that you have taken throughout the game. And then you also get a victory point for every three coins that you have left over at the end of the game. And in the case that both players are tied, the player with the most victory points from their civilian buildings, which are the blue cards, win the game. If it's still a tie, you guys share your victory. And there's a few things that we didn't quite talk about because it doesn't come up per turn, but they are gonna come up in the game. So once you decide to build any of the buildings that you draw, you are gonna get some resources or maybe some gold or some victory points at the end of the game. And once you have that building built for future buildings, you might have two extra brick to build something later. However, if, never, if you don't have enough resources, you can always pay for those resources. So it's two coin for any resource that you're missing. Doesn't matter what one it is. However, you pay the bank two coins plus one coin for every resource of that type that your opponent generates. So if I'm one brick short, I'm gonna pay two, but then I have to look at Joe's pile and see that he makes two brick. I now have to pay four to the bank to get that brick. So it's still can be done. It just is expensive. And I think the military victory is pretty self-explanatory. You get to the end, you win. But a science victory is a little different. You actually have to have six of the different science icons, which are the green cards that you're going to draw throughout the game, to have a science victory. And those progress tokens that we placed across the top of that board in the beginning, once you've played your second matching type of science, you get to choose one of those progress tokens. So they might just be a bunch of gold. It might be resources or a way to
1: you know further your military expansion. So let's dive into this game a little bit. I think we're both on the same page in the sense that Compared to its older brother, Seven Wonders, this game made huge improvements. Yeah, I think... Yeah, completely agree. I don't even really have much to add there. (laughs) Uh, If we just think about it, we were kind of talking beforehand. I have the problem with Seven Wonders that I do with games like Mario Party. That it doesn't matter how well you think you're doing the whole game, or how well you think your opponent's doing, or anyone else is doing... You don't actually know what's going on until the end. And then it's almost completely random. <laughs> and at that point, it's just revealing hidden stuff and adding up points. And this game has the same kind of feel at the end, but there's nothing ever hidden. Yeah, this game, there's not anything hidden.
0: You don't get like, you know, bonus points for having more of a certain type or secret different missions to build a certain number of blue buildings. Yeah, I think for me the biggest downfall is, and it's not really even a downfall, is that this is only playable for two, and I think Seven Wonders is playable to like eight. So definitely a lot. If you have more people, obviously you can't play this game, but I just think this game does everything Seven Wonders does
1: better, but just with two people. Well, If you think about it, the only reason why it's two-player is because of the war mechanics. Right, because it goes back and forth. It is a tug-of-war. Yeah. If you had three or four people, how would you change that? I guess you could play this game two versus two. Yeah, you could do teams, I guess. I mean, obviously, you
0: would not in the current state because you would need more cards. The other option you could be is almost Catan style, that there's, like, the knight cards. So instead of moving the the conflict token you would like present your knight cards up not hidden because we don't want to get into the same thing as seven wonders and so when you play it instead of moving it you would like take one from an opponent Hmm. if they have one so either you draw one from the deck or you take one or something that could
1: potentially or uh if you do it like in a giant, let's say you, you can make this game four player. If you do like a giant X, and instead of having one tug-of-war token, every player had one. And then you moved it in like a direction, or your opponents moved it in a different direction. So everyone's constantly moving different pawns. The game will change, though, a little bit. Become way more war-focused. Yeah. I, I
0: don't think it needs to be more than two players. And obviously the name is duels, which makes you think of two-player and two. Player I just think that's the biggest downfall. I think if Seven Wonders could do more like this game, I know I would grab it off my shelf way more often than I do. Seven Wonders is one of the games that are far back on my shelf, and I don't look at it. I haven't played it in a very long time. Those <laughs> new parts—I mean, I think like Architects just came out recently, but I don't even think like it's, it's too. Like, I think Mario Party is the best way to say it. It's too. At the end, it's too random they could have fixed
1: it it's kind of a hard thing to uh comment on because i've only ever played the base and i've only ever played the base game a couple times and it's always been with a big group yeah and it always gets real slow around the second third age Mm -hmm. and i'm just waiting for my turn and then the game ends and then it's just like didn't matter
0: yeah and that's The big group part, and this, I mean, Seven Wonders is rated so high on Board Game Geek, and it has been for so long. So people see it and be like, oh, I have seven people coming over. I'm going to go and buy Seven Wonders because it's, you know, top 20 in the Board Game Geek, and they can be played with that many people. But I think the hard part is the scoring and the normal Seven Wonders, and you do get it in this game too, if you do happen to get to the civilian victory. You have to add up everything that you have. That does take a while, but when you're doing that with eight people, it probably takes 15 minutes to add up people's score, and people forgot they played the game by then. <laughs> and then it's like almost a coin
1: flip. Like, ah, uh, you won, and no one would even question it. But that, that all being said, Seven Wonders duels? it's pretty great yeah this
0: i mean this game is fantastic it's fast it's fast 30 minutes it Takes like, you longer to set up the game yeah know, like. that, that's, <laughs> when i first got it i was like wow it's supposed to be like a two-player game it always was kind of meant as like a downside not a downsize but like a, a slim down version yeah. of seven wonders the box is pretty big for a two-player game mm-hmm. And then I open it, and there's a lot of board set up in this game. And that does probably take the longest, but it's so cool because I think there's... Well, there's 12 Wonders. You only play with 8. You only can ever build 7. So there's always a chance you have new Wonders coming in. There's a whole bunch of Progress Tokens that you aren't going to play with. You only play with 5, I think, in every game. And so there's, you know, half of them don't even get played every game. So the ability to play over and over, it changes the game enough every time that it always feels... Different. You're discarding those cards from each age, so you're never even playing. It's not like everyone has, you know, five military cards. Like three of those five could have got
1: discarded, and you don't know. I didn't even. I didn't even know there was expansions. I just really quickly checked for this one. There's two expansions for For, this for duels for duels. Apparently, I'm going to be buying two expansions probably tonight. Uh, It looks like all it adds is just more cards, wonders. that makes sense. Eight more age cards. Because really, I mean, the place like they add a new feature, though, this one has, like, gods. Okay. It's called Pantheon. It looks like it adds, like, the the Pantheon gods. Interesting. For, like, worshipping. And the new one is called Agora, which looks like it has, like, a political feature in it. It's I've never even seen these, but they're no, both rated I very high. Didn't know they existed. In fairness, mm-hmm. we didn't get into Seven Wonders Duels until not very recent but recent enough yeah it's one of the newer games in season one that we've
0: covered it's not as new as like wingspan for sure. us but it's definitely a newer game and it's one that came out long enough ago that yeah 2015 i really yeah I did. wow um i just do it on the same i mean i don't not on the same shelf because i don't i didn't have it then but like i just like oh it's seven wonders i don't really
1: care <laughs> Well, we we got Spark to play it because we have a a good friend who played it and like raved about it, and he was like, "No, no, listen to me, it's way better." And we're like, "Okay, okay, okay, okay," and yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah, I would I would agree. I just I really like the the fact that
0: there's two ways to win before you, and you never have to count up the victory points and the gold and everything like. If you have a science victory and you have all six symbols, you win the game. It doesn't matter if you have 300 victory points. I still win cuz I have all six science things
1: I like that they're open. Yeah, I can see I can see how close sciences. you are.
0: And that's I mean that's really cool too with the pyramid style and the diamond style for the cards. You know, every other row is either face up or face down. So there's some mystery that you don't know for sure what's going to be available. But it also has that mystery of like do I want to take this card to reveal two more cards that joe's gonna get to pick one for and knowing that he has you know four or five science like a chance that he's gonna win the game if i pick this card and same thing and you can't because you take three of the cards out you can't be like every time i just do military and every time i win yeah there legit might not be enough cards that you could do that with <laughs> And you can just, t- even if, like, so I find that usually one person is military-focused, and then the other person is just doing a little bit of everything. Yeah. I, and I, I, I haven't really ever seen anyone go, like, full all-out science six. I mean, I've seen victories happen that way, but you can't tell that's really their strategy. It's mostly just luck.
1: Yeah. It's, it's like, it oh, is. I just happen to have four science. I guess I'll try.
0: But as soon <laughs> as, you know,
1: I mean, I... Like, as soon as you draw the third
0: military card, I'm going to start drawing those cards and just discarding them for gold. Yeah. And, like, that just makes it so you can't draw them and continue hurting me. And there's just, it's just a nice way to be able to play and, like, block and not be, like, ever overwhelmed by anything.
1: The variety, the speed... Like the game is pretty quick, and you could probably speed it up by setting up the. Uh, you can't really set up the ages beforehand because then you kind of get a, you'd see. Start. We've never half done them. it, but yeah, I think the setup does take the
0: longest. I don't know that thirty minutes. I mean, that's probably a good 5-10 minutes. Just Setting the in between, you know, the each age not five minutes in between, but like added up total yeah. the
1: ages and the initial board does take the longest, but. I never made this correlation before, but like we kinda talked about it beforehand. It has a very much similar like the Ages cards and the resources have a very similar feel to like Splendor in duels. And the way yeah. how when you spend a resource, you it's not like a physical. Yeah, you don't lose it. You get that you get
0: that brick the entire game. Exactly. Yeah, not many games really that I feel you like know, most of them are, you know they're finite. That's the resource collection that most yeah. games are focused on and
1: and I mean it's a resource collection. It is. It's not I like that it's, it's a it's a, it's a pretty, different yeah. A different resource collection. It just it's, it makes it simpler. It yeah. doesn't make it as complicated. The only thing you're like balancing in this game other than that, those cards are coins. And even then, they're not that big they yeah. play cards yeah they're just to play cards and to pay I mean you
0: do get victory points at the end with them yeah. but for every three I mean I I, add up to like usually one or two I, say I can't remember thinking I can think of more than five like that's so much gold to have at the end of the game if you had that you're many not, you're not doing anything yeah I just mean you <laughs> legit weren't building things or something or got really unlucky <laughs> yeah, I mean you can like there's some of the progress cards that you get seven gold or something so I mean they can add up depending on Get them. You just spend it. Yeah, and I, I like that. There's just you know, you know the the progress tokens. You, they don't get replaced when someone draws them. We each have four. When I first, the very first time we set it up and started playing, I was like, why are we drawing eight wonders? It's like the game is legit called Seven Wonders, and we're drawing eight, <laughs> eight of them. But then you keep reading, it's like, oh, once the seventh one is built, the other player just it's not a wonder anymore. Yeah, the other player, no <laughs> one cares about that one anymore. So that's just cool that I mean, it just feels like we've talked about it. I never like games that people feel like they're in a dead end. Yeah. And I feel like in this game, you're not, you don't feel like, yeah, maybe your wonder got taken away from you, but at that point, you've built three and the other person built four to get there. Like you've done pretty
1: well. So it's never like a time that you don't. And generally, it just means like if you played less wonders, you could be ahead in the military. Yeah, you could be ahead in science. Yep, absolutely. Uh, That it's the fact that everything's so balanced that even though you may swing left in one way, you're swinging right in another way. There's always something that you're ahead at. There's never. I've never seen it where you're like behind in military sciences. And Yeah, because you can't. One player can't do all those other things. I don't
0: think. I don't really think it's possible. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's why I was like in the beginning. It's like it seems like one person comes out with like a military threat first, and they kind of say that focus, and then the other player just does. Everything else. Yes. They're collecting Anything. buildings, they're building more things, they're getting more coins, pretend they're most likely building more resources. And yeah, you know, you lose. I think you lose two coins on the first one after you move the the token three times and then after another three times I lose another five coins. But those legit cards that give you seven, <laughs> so yeah. it's like I lost seven and one, but I also gained seven in one easy build because I have so many blue buildings, blue and gray, I guess technically, which I don't know why. Oh, I guess because of the tiebreaker. Yeah. The gray buildings don't mean anything other than resources. But so they're stacked in the same file. Yeah. But the tie the tiebreaker is blue building count, which I guess they could have just continued that with gray buildings also, but.
1: So for a two-player game, it is that kind of expensive. It's $35, yeah. which is not bad. Not but bad
0: it, for most board. I mean, it's it's lower than that average price that we've always talked about. Right. But yeah, two players, it's, it's a little expensive for a straight-up two-player game get a lot in the box you do when I I remember and I think we talked about this in our holiday episode with uh citadels okay yeah yeah citadels and I I thought this was gonna be very similar when I got this game the box I mean it's not huge it's smaller than most 40 dollar board game boxes but it's bigger than most two-player games that you would expect and so I'm like is this just a whole bunch of empty space nope and there's I mean there's some empty space but not a lot it's (laughs) It's organized well too it really is I like that everything fits in a spot. Yeah, everything fits into spots. And they could have done a little bit more with the tokens because you kind of just like, you put the military tokens just down below the cards, but you can put them in any of them.
1: I don't really hate that. I don't hate it, but they could have done a little different with that, I feel like. At the end of the day, when I think of this game, in my mind, $35 is kind of steep for two players. It's 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 a very great game in the sense that like its a replay value is real high. Yeah. And if you have a good friend that you play games with all the time, like me and you, this game is fantastic cuz it's a quick two player game. If we're waiting for someone, boom. Yeah,
0: I can I don't have one going, but I do I can think of Stratego. Did you ever play Stratego? A long time ago. It's so a capture the flag game that was only two player. With the bombs? Yeah. And like uh, the spies. spies and... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Fantastic okay. game. So in that game, I still have... It. and I have a sheet of paper with me and another friend of mine that used to play it all the time with our like running victory count cuz we only ever played it together we never played it anywhere else and like we have it with uh cribbage now like, my wife and I play cribbage because we're officially old, and we have a count on the side of how many times we both have beaten each other. And if we're playing anyone else, we don't count. Like, so if me and you played cribbage, I wouldn't mark it that I beat a victory because it doesn't count for.
1: All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something we've never talked about this before, and it's real creepy. But I had growing up a best friend. All through middle and high school, we played one game together. It was Stratego. <laughs> Inside Was his name Brian? <laughs> no, gosh, I'm not going to say his name. Underneath the lid of the box, we would mark a tally of where we were. Yeah. And we had strategies we would do, and we fought hard because that game that we did have, something happened to it, and we would scavenge garage sales to get it because I don't know if you knew this, and I'm going off topic, but this is important. But Stratego changed the Stratego that you probably know and I know had spies, bombs, the flag, yeah. and then uh, a different level night one yeah. to like eight. Yeah, eight, nine. I don't remember, but yeah. Did you know the new ones start at nine for being the top and they go down? Yeah, I don't think I
0: remember really one way or the other. It's terrible.
1: Especially if you know Like the old strategy So it's like, just the, the same
0: thing It's the numbers Are flip-flop It's flipped Yeah I don't know why Probably because It's probably easier to think Like the higher number wins But One is the best <laughs> <laughs> But like But one's the lowest It's like the ace higher low Kind of argument Like which where does it fall Ah uh, But Yeah I don't remember I feel like mine were the low Numbers were the better ones Makes sense But makes I don't I, don't, I can't remember one way or the other. Mine was in like a wooden box a collector's box oh, and like I didn't the lid like slid open. They all had like Jeez. sweet little spots for each little like <laughs> plastic blue or red token. No, I didn't have anything that fancy. I had like really
1: old like 70s looking cardboard box.
0: Yeah, mine was in more like the, it was in the newer style. You kind of see them. They actually kind of went away from them. They did it for a while that you could get like Monopoly and all the like the kind of oh, yeah. the old school classics and now you can find those mostly in books have you seen those so no. um you, they they look like books you put them on your bookshelf but it's clue and you pull out a wooden book and it has all the clue pieces in it
1: kind of sweet it's really cool <laughs> well, i just wanted to bring up that really very creepy fact that yeah you're the same
0: and this game is i mean not that it's only military focus, and neither is you know capture the flag. But it kind of it does remind me of playing that game. So it is funny that we both did that, grew up and have families. And he actually lives downstate now, so we don't really play it. But the funny thing is, when I asked, I is his name Brian, because his name
1: was Joe. <laughs> oh my god! So or is Joe? It's not not was it Joe. was Joe? Not anymore. <laughs> yeah, we all just grew up. And now we play Seven Wonder Duels. Yeah. Give a strategy. I don't tend
0: to play the military focused. So I think I kinda go any of the other. I don't know. I think I've only ever really won with the science six like once because it's that's I feel like that's harder to win than it should be. Cause it's so easy to block, like yeah, just oh I'm four. taking that last yeah. science because you have four of them. But I feel like I like the science cards, so I do tend to get those quickly. I feel like age one is all about building as much as I can for cheap. Hopefully, I know you're drawing those cards that pr- produce you know paper, brick, wood for free or for very little gold coin action. And then in round two, then you start really focusing on you know, the science stuff, because those tend to have more. Then you start building the wonders and stuff like that. So I, I tend to like kind of build a base, keeping an eye on the military, because it definitely with a new player, they always kind of, I feel like they always focus on the military aspect of it. It's easier. And then they just Straight start forward. doing that. But that's the same like science. It's so easy to block it. And you just, you know, grab the card. And I think it's really cool that you can just grab it, even if I don't ever want it. Like I'm not going to play get it, gold. Just get gold for it and if i've been building yellow i get bonus gold which is even yeah. better you can you can actually play around it yeah no absolutely so i feel like i don't tend to focus on the military i do a little bit of everything just building that base up in the beginning and then hoping for a civil victory at the end pretty much with the most points
1: how about you in games where military is or war is an option I generally focus on that it's just more fun to me
0: yeah
1: so there's another game which I don't think you've played this one and it's a little more complicated I'm sure we'll touch on it in the next season or two it's called eminent domain oh yeah and it's uh, it's about call it's about like uh, cultivating planets and like there's a war aspect though so you can go full war yep there's also technology actually it's very similar just in a much grander scale but in this game, it's very because it's so random what cards that you are given and you can't really pick and choose. You have to be open. Yeah. Uh, there's ne- ne- never go into this game thinking, like, I'm just going to do war. See what cards you have, see what wonders you have, uh, pick what's best for the situation is what I play. Yeah, do you play much defense? Like no. yeah, <laughs> never.
0: I I you're not much of a defensive-minded player. I don't think in any game that we've ever played. You always. How do I win? You know, foot to the floor, full pedal, no matter what. <laughs> I'm rushing after those military cards. If I have the option, I'm like, oh, God, God,
1: I've got a lot of military. I'm pretty military focused. I got a good wonder. Let's do it. But I mean, that's that's if the stars align. Yeah, yeah, and I kind of feel like
0: just in general. It's just easier to focus on the other ones because there's always going to be buildings to build. Yeah. And if you get science ones, great. If you get two of them, even better. You get one of the extra bonuses. But I think there's probably... there's Actually, I'm looking right now. There's less science cards than there are military cards. It makes sense. But yeah, six symbols. It looks like there's only a few. In each age, too. Yeah. Military, there's three in age one, four in age two, and then three in age three. And then with science, there's only two in the beginning, and then four, and then two. There's also the chance
1: that those get shuffled out.
0: Yeah, and I guess that makes sense. I've never really, I've never, I don't think I've ever looked at the layout of what's in each age before. But I don't tend to have very much science in age one, because I, like I said, I build those buildings, those blue and gray cards and some yellow to get money and stuff like that. Yeah. Get ready and for then I systems. start focusing on science, and yeah, you don't. I mean, the two that are in age one are also repeated symbols in age two, so you you won't you can't lose because of science because if you lost one of those age one cards, obviously, but if you lose, you know, the pharmacist and the dispensary for whatever reason, you don't. You, you I couldn't draw those. You can't win with those six. And then there's, obviously, there's enough science. There's, for military, there's 10, and you only need... So you need nine to win. So, yeah, you need all but one for the military, which is... Oh, I
1: guess, no, I, I lied. No, there's, some have two. Some have
0: two, yeah. So that makes sense.
1: Plus, you can have a wonder. Yeah. So it
0: actually, statistically, should be easier to win with military. I don't think there's any wonders that have
1: science, science. icons. I don't see any on these ones. Yeah, so I just mean,
0: extra turns, a war resources. Some of these have more. Like you could just happen to get all the war ones. Yeah, and the same thing that we're talking about. You out of the twelve, you only have access to build four. Yep. So there's a chance that you never see any of those. Just be flexible. Yeah, I agree. You'd be flexible. I think even if you like for you, you know, you like the military, there's a good chance that that's not going to be the way that you. The only way you can win. So you have to kind of build a little bit of everything. So before we head out, would you recommend this game? It's, it's a great two-player game. I think it depends on who you're going to be playing two-player games with. Just because there's a lot of other games out there. Like my wife and I have never played this game together. We probably never will play this game together. It's just not something that she would really play So, like, there's games that we're playing that are really good with two players, but also can be played with four or five. So, obviously, Wingspan, Cascadia, all these games that are out there that are fantastic still with two players for only, like, five or ten bucks more, not on sale. But then you also can play with four players and have even more fun. So, it's a a great two-player game if you're looking for a two-player only game and you kind of like the theme and like the military science aspect it's a fun game it's a lot of fun to play it just it's hard to fully just say it's not one i think you've said in the, it's not one that i would say everyone needs to have this game yeah i think everyone should have wingspan i agree with that one and <laughs> recently i think everyone should have cascadia like i've not played that one yet. you just got it sitting over there on the shelf I See it behind me I, my wife and I play it like probably every other day. Really, like we 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 just went on vacation and we brought Cascadia and Wingspan with us, and we just played them one night, one night, and they played the other one. We've been playing uh, Cartographers, yeah. a lot. We, we play, recommended we play it. that one quite a bit too. Yeah, but yeah, so that's the thing. I mean, it's hard. If this game was a little bit cheaper, and you can get it on sale for like twenty five bucks or so, which makes it pretty reasonable, but it's hard to really say I fully say get this game because you limited so much by it being two players only and that two players both have to have that weird connection of the past playing Stratego with (laughs) scorecards in their box. Like it's just, it's not something that everyone's going to be able to play. (laughs) Not because it's too difficult. It's just not one that like my dad and I probably won't play this game with each other. We're going to play something else. It's uh
1: as we near end of season one, it is definitely one of the more complicated of the games we've played this season. And I say that in the sense that it requires some thought. Like Wingspan, you have to kind of build it. But Wingspan, holds your hand. And it's very nice about it where it's not too hard, but it's not too easy. So if you even if you're really new to board gaming or really, you know, Advance and you've been playing games for you know twenty something years, you're gonna have a great time either way. I play Wingspan with my wife. She doesn't play board games that much. She loves it. Um, this game, you said it very well. If you have a great friend that you play board games all the time with, I say it's worth it. I say it's a great game for you and that person. But if you're buying this game and you have groups of three, four that you play with all the time, um, or you're just looking for a two player game. I think there are others. I'm not yeah. saying it's a bad game. It's actually, it's actually a very great game. Yeah. And has no, absolutely. Changed I'd... my mind on Seven Wonders. Not on the full
0: game. No, no, no. no. I mean, like on the name <laughs> the Seven franchise. Wonders. It doesn't make you <laughs> look
1: past it in the board game
0: store anymore. Like, I'd
1: actually, I'd actually look at the expansions of this with you. Like, I yeah. think that'd be awesome. I don't know what it changes. I don't either. But when it comes to the game it's going to be hit or miss. I know it's ranked very high, but because it's, it's it is a it's a really good game, but you are restricted by that two player, which yeah. is a big hinder for a lot of people. Yeah, it is better than one of the games that we'll talk about next,
0: which is going to be it's not only an eight player game, but to have the most fun you really need to be six or eight players for for me and for our group, that's hard, much harder for us to get eight people together around a table to play one game. I don't make friends. Yeah, I can hardly name eight people, <laughs> let alone have them all come play a game with me. So, like, hindering, but, like, it's easier to find someone to play a two-player game. I just... It's just hard. The theme is so... It's themed so well that you have to both be in on the theme to be able to both enjoy it, I think. And if you are, I highly recommend it if you can meet those categories, but it's just not, it's not one that I say go and buy just in case you have someone come over that wants to play games. There's other games that you can, if you're gonna buy one board game, this isn't the one that I would say to buy it.
1: It's kind of hard because I don't think this is an entry level. I think this is a very good middle ground. You've been playing board games a while game. There are much better entry level games that do something very similar like Tiny Epic Games.
0: Yeah, Splendor.
1: Uh, Splendor. Uh, Games that we've talked about before in this season Yeah, that are great games to start you. The games that everyone should love. This game is rated very, very highly. And Seven Wonders is rated even higher. No. Not anymore?
0: No, it's opposite now. Oh, nice. This is rated higher. Good job, Board Game Geek and community. But like that's the thing when we did our season one list, it was like Seven Wonders was list is rated so, and it has been for so long. Yeah, I can't bring myself to talk about that. I don't, just don't want to. <laughs> I
1: think it. I think Seven Wonders has an appeal to people that are just looking to have a fun time. Play Mysterium. <laughs> okay, let's let's not talk about Mysterium because um, I have fallen in love with that game, and it is easily in my top five now. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a weird one being that we both think it's a lot of fun, there's nothing wrong with the game. It's solid, it organized, the structure, all the pieces are nice, the cards are nice, the artwork is nice, it just is limited by
1: the number of players and the theme. I mean, I have nothing else to add. You, you said it very well. Uh, it is a recommendation, but it's niche. Yeah. you'd have to like it, it's a, it has to be a game you're actually looking for it's not one i would just grab off the shelf yep
0: it's not one that you're going to just randomly play with something or someone like you it has to be planned for sure
1: that being said if it's on sale for 20 bucks yeah get it yeah if you have one <laughs> other person that might want to play with you i mean it's such a good game that's all i got yeah
0: same here so i hope you enjoyed this game walkthrough and if you like me and you got Seven Wonders, the full game years ago and have stopped playing it, this game has all the same feels and does it better. It just it is harder to play with just the two player limitation. Uh, but for upcoming episodes, we'll be opening the rulebook on a few more staples like Welcome to the Dungeon and for our last full episode of season 1, Captain Sonar,
1: check back every Wednesday for new episodes. You can find our page on Instagram at where is the rulebook or email us at, where is the at gmail.com. If you like this episode, please subscribe and leave us a rating on your podcast app today. This season is sponsored by TC Paintball, local to Traverse City, Michigan. TC Paintball is a paintball, airsoft, tabletop, card, and board game store that excels at bringing in the community to enjoy all of our hobbies.
0: But all of these games are either owned by one or both
1: of us and are not paid sponsorships. Also, to all of our listeners, you can receive 10% off all board games and 15% off the featured board game each month just by mentioning Where is the Rulebook?
0: And a huge thank you to John Ransom for making our theme song and the music you listen to while we're playing the game. And if you love that song as much as we do, check out Jack Pine for more music with
1: John. Thanks for playing.